A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Buller and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the draw is revealed for Rugby League's Emerging Nations World Champs. PNG Rugby League links up with the Brisbane Broncos. And the Tongan government fails to respond adequately to legal action launched by the Pacific Games Council. But first, Manu Samoa, Sevens player Gordon Lankilda, has been arrested by police in San Francisco in connection with an altercation that took place during the Rugby World Cup Sevens at the weekend. The 22-year-old was provisionally suspended from the tournament following Samoa's 24-19 defeat by Wales on Sunday and did not feature on the final day of competition. The Samoa Rugby Union Chair, Prime Minister Tuileipa Salele Malialinga Oi, says he understood Lankilda was taunted by Welsh players and that he took exception to that, which led to an altercation in the tunnel post-match. The player has been charged with felony, aggravated assault and felony battery, causing serious bodily harm. Samoa were knocked out of the championship contention by England in the round of 16, while Fiji's World Cup 7s hopes ended with defeat by eventual men's champs New Zealand in the semi-finals. Papua New Guinea beat Tonga in the men's playoff for 21st place, while Fiji finished 11th in the women's World Cup, and Papua New Guinea were 15th. Vanuatu Rugby League says the Emerging Nations World Championship is a chance for them to show how far they've come in a short space of time. The Melanesian country have been drawn to play Hungary and Greece in Pool B and are one of a record 11 nations from Europe, Asia and the Pacific competing in the tournament. The Vanuatu coach Lionel Harbin says they can't wait. It's going to be a very tough pool. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to it though and um, I think it's a great concept. Uh, this Emerging Nation World Cup, uh, you know, it gives us uh, uh, these countries an opportunity to showcase rugby league and, you know, how far we've come uh, in a short period of time. So we're really looking forward to it. Am I right in thinking that Vanuatu played... Did, did you guys play Greece a few years back or was that... Yeah, we have played Greece in an international. We uh, actually went down to Greece, but uh, it was a very close fought game. We're yet to play Hungary. This will be the first time we play Hungary this, uh, at the tournament. Uh, it, like I said, it should be a tough two games. Do you know much about either team in their current state or w- what they've been up to in, in, in recent months or years? No, I don't know a great deal about them. I just know, you know, like, like us, um, they're both really growing the game of rugby league and trying to develop it in, in their countries. You know, I'm assuming Greece will have a, a large uh, population of um, Greek players based in Australia uh, that can are still eligible to play for them. So uh, I think they're going to be very tough. Uh, I'm not quite sure about Hungary, though. And uh, Lionel, what sort of squad do you expect uh, Vanuatu to put out there? Because obviously you've had, in recent times, the matches against Solomon Islands. You've had, uh, you know, the odd other game or, you know, the, the Nines competition at the Pacific Games. But um, this is obviously a a more major sort of global event. So do you, do you think maybe that might attract a, a few more bigger names? 
Yeah, we, we have got a few uh, Australian-based players that, you know, we're hoping will make themselves eligible to play, uh, one being Justin O'Neill, who's um, up at the Cowboys. You know, we've got James Wood, who's our captain, who's played a lot of Interest Cup and, um, you know, is very uh, highly respected within our team. But, you know, I'd say uh, about 75% of our team would be domestic players, and that's what we've really focused on, um, growing our home talent and um, growing our competition in Vanuatu. We have a, a good domestic comp in um, Port Villa, which uh, a guy by the name of Brett Wright um, runs and has been really good in developing our home-based players and, you know, we're starting to get a junior league happening and uh, women playing the game as well. So, you know, we're really focused on uh, developing the game in Vanuatu and I think the best way for that is to, um, you know, for them to come over here and experience this Emerging Nation World Cup. It's only going to better them as players and uh, I think they, they deserve their opportunity to come over here and play. And uh, and what chance do you give yourself? Obviously, the other major pool has nowhere Malta and the Philippines. Um do you, do you believe you're going to be one of the contenders for the title? Well, you know, it's a cliche, but, you know, we've just got to take it one game at a time, um, and that's what we've got to do. We, um, we've we got Greece and Hungary first, and then, you know, we can just see where we're at after them two games, and uh, we'll take from there. But like I said, our main focus has been for the last few years now is developing our home-based players, and like I said, this is going to be a perfect opportunity to see where they're actually at. You know, we've played Solomons the last couple of years, um, but to go up against some top-quality uh, opposition is going to be perfect for these boys, a perfect opportunity for them to uh, see how far they come and what we need to keep working on. And for things like international exposure and um, obviously world rankings points and, and, and the like, um, you know, and just the chance to play four games you know, in a short space of time must be um, you know, a, a very rare and exciting opportunity in general. Yeah, it is. I dare say some of the boys probably haven't even been to Australia before in our team, so this will be the, the first time they come here. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough ask. Like you said, it's uh, it's very crammed in over the two weeks. Um, we've got, you know, three three games within seven days. Um, but, you know, it's something that we'll have to work on as uh, with our um, high-performance staff, make sure we're getting our recovery in and making sure everyone's ready to go for the next game. Um, but I, like I said, I think the boys will be... Very excited to come over here and uh, try to try to be, try to play against the best players in, from the other countries. That's the Vanuatu rugby league coach Lionel Harbin. Papua New Guinea Rugby League is linking with the Brisbane Broncos to provide development opportunities for female players with the NRL club's women's premiership team. The new strategic partnership, which aims to promote women's empowerment and female participation in rugby league in PNG was unveiled this week in Port Moresby by PNG Rugby League Chair Sanders Saka and Brisbane Broncos Chief Executive Paul White. PNG Orchids International and Queensland Women's State of Origin star Amelia Cook has signed with the Broncos and the Orchids will play the Broncos in their inaugural game at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium a week before the inaugural NRL Women's Premiership season kicks off. Sanders Saka says they have been working on the details for the last few months. Actually, we had the Broncos in PNG earlier this year for the precision trials with the Hespi Hunters. So we've uh, had a relationship going with the Broncos, uh, which we were building, uh, looking to build into a long-term partnership with our rugby league programs. And uh, uh, great for the women, a uh, women's game here in PNG and in the region that uh, the Hawkins uh, partnership is one of our first uh, partnership items we've been able to kick off with the Broncos.
it's actually a strategic partnership in that uh, the Hawkins were actually launched last year, August uh, 21st. So uh, we're doing the first year anniversary on August 20th. But to uh, to have this partnership going forward is great for the women's game here. We, we have developed a strategic plan, building from the experiences of the last World Cup going towards the 2021 World Cup in the UK. And uh, part of the process is identifying talent, developing talent, uh, for our elite players in the women's division. But uh, the partnership uh, with the Broncos actually provides us uh, a pathway for how women plays in PMG to break into the new uh, women's national rugby league uh, culture that's been developed by the NRL. Yes. Yeah, because I guess for, for a lot of the players in PNG, the women's players, um, they got to be a part of that World Cup last year. They played that inaugural test against the Gillaroos, uh, which of course they'll be doing again later this year. But uh, you know, I, I guess the challenge is how do they progress from that, right? Because there's a there's a women's premiership kicking off, but for a lot of the players in PNG, it's hard to to kick on. They don't get that same level of competition. So I guess this can can help try and uh, bridge that gap. Exactly. Uh, while the women's game is the fastest growing, this is the fastest growing brand of football in PNG in the last four years. Uh, the PNG RFL board uh, incorporated women's game into our football structures. So the growth and the explosion of the game has been immense. When we launched the whole Hawkins last year as a national team, uh, you know, incidentally, you know, they went to the World Cup. Uh, the results and the way the girls performed has inspired a new generation of young girls to take up the sport. And uh, finding that uh, elite international level of competition for our high-performing girls continues to be a challenge. It was not uh, every, uh, you know, uh, rugby league playing nation has that level of uh, development. So last year, with the women setting up the women's team, the girls got to play the Australian Generals at the PM setting. Uh, it's happening again this year on uh, uh, October 6th, and uh, playing the Brisbane Broncos on September 2nd actually gives the girls good prep time. They get a good hit out before uh, the next international hit out with the Australian Generals on October 6th. So building up a cohesive international program, which has been a challenge in the past with the revamping of the international calendar later this weekend, the RLI have board meets in Singapore to finalize programs going forward. So all in all, finding the uh, top-level international competition for our girls, which has been a challenge actually, is coming up good for us. And we see that as good progress for the women's. But more importantly, to get the elite level of competition for our Papua New Guinea girls into the NRL, which is, it continues to be a challenge even for our boys. Uh, we think it's a shot in the right direction for women's football in Papua New Guinea. And uh, Sanders has also um, been the emphasis on promoting the key anti-domestic violence and women's empowerment initiatives as well. And I, I know those programs are, you know, and messages are ones that uh, in Papua New Guinea, um, you, you guys have been trying pretty hard to get out there. Exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, women's uh, issues continue to be a big uh, development challenge in PNG. And uh, as much as possible, we'll try to use the power and the influence of rugby league to drive positive messages with the PM setting, violence against women, stop violence, that kind of program. So empowering a woman through the national sport actually provides a good platform for us to uh, raise awareness on gender-based violence and basically gender issues in PNG. And having a partnership with a credible brand like uh, Broncos, part of the uh, partnership is about driving that message, using uh, the Broncos brand, the PNG RFL, the PNG Rockets brand, but more so using the resources and the players 
the elite resources, the board teams have to drive the message. So we see that as also as a positive outcome. But the partnership is not just about foodies, as you said. It's all encompassing. It's running training programs, higher elite performance in PNG, across PNG, using the resources that Broncos has and also while creating the pathways of, uh, on the football side and off the field and addressing our uh, gender-based issues that uh, our partners and sponsors also are very passionate about. Uh, we see this as a good opportunity and a platform to do this. That's the PNG Rugby League Chair, Sanders Saka. The Wan Papua Warriors rugby league team have won the inaugural London Nines after going unbeaten through their six matches. Formerly known as the West Papua Warriors, four Papua New Guinea-based players joined forces with expat New Zealand and Australian players from the local West Warriors club to take out the title, beating London-based Spartans in the final after both teams had topped their respective pools. Team captain Talakami says the victory made all the hard work getting to the UK worthwhile. It was always a big challenge from the start, especially raising the funds. And We had a lot of people that were supporting us and um, that got behind us. And uh, yeah, thankfully the West Warriors were an amazing club that um, welcomed us into their family and allowed us to um, join up and manage to take it out. Is there going to be something lasting out of this, you know, going forward between the two years perhaps? Yeah, we really hope so. Like um, we've already spoken about sort of linking up in the future again, but I definitely believe this is the start of a, a long-term relationship between our two clubs. What was that experience like? You know, previously it had been just yourselves, of course, but to to actually sort of you know combine two teams and and play together and you know how, how was that different from everything you know all the other tournaments you've been involved in? Usually we're in charge of of everything, so we run our game plan and we you know we pick and choose how we're going to play the game. So. The first time we kind of had to adapt to their game plan, but you know there was no problem. Like whether they were all rugby league players, and you know how to play the game, so um, that was the only that was the only real challenge. But apart from that, you know, like like I said, they just welcomed us straight into their family, and it was just like playing with any, you know any one of the boys from home. What was it like? What was the standard of competition like? What was the day like? Yeah, the standard was um, surprisingly high. Like uh, we didn't expect it to be as good as some of the tournaments we played in Australia, but it was actually. Some some good teams are there. Lots of good rugby league talent in England, and um, a few teams. Uh, one team flew over from Queensland, uh, which were a very strong team. So yeah, it was a, it was a strong competition. We played uh, I think six games, and all of them were tough. And uh, you know, I think you guys have always made the point that part of the reason for the One Papua Warriors existing is that obviously you're, you're wanting to promote the cause of West Papua, but but also you're a, you're a rugby league team as well. So you know, you you do take the sporting side of it very seriously, and you're there to win. So. Uh, you know, to fly to the other side of the world and, and, and come back with a trophy must be a pretty pretty special feeling. Yeah, exactly right. Like, we, uh, you know, we're first and foremost, we're, we're rugby league players, but we're playing for a cause. So we take the game very seriously. We take our training seriously. And we always make sure we're prepared when we come to these tournaments. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, people like winners, you know. So the more we win, the more people support us and the more, you know, exposure we get for the cause. So... You know, we always know that as long as we can put in good performances and hopefully win, that it's a good thing for the cause, as well as for ourselves. What do you think this might come out of this in terms of exposure, in terms of opportunity, even even just rugby league opportunity? Yeah, well, we've already um, we've already had interest from clubs here. You know, they're willing to um, they they want to build a partnership where we can send some players over from Papua New Guinea or even West Papua to come and play here in London. So that's already something we started talking about with um, clubs like West Warriors. Um, so that's one part of it. But And the uh, awareness side of it, 
you know, we've just strengthened this, this new bond with, um, like you said, with Benny Wender and his family who are based over here. And, um, you know, it's allowed us now to reach out to so many more people across the world who, you know, it's just kind of legitimized what we do because to have people like Benny supporting us now. So um, it's definitely pushed us to the next level in terms of our global reach. And uh, what's the next tournament you're now targeting? We're now going to be aiming for the uh, Kokomon Nines, the Queensland Nines in um, September, uh, which is a quite a short turnaround. But, you know, we'll try our best to get there. And, uh, yeah, so that's the next one in September, end of September. And that's something you've won before, isn't it? Yeah, we won that two years ago, and we're hoping to go back this year and win it again. So would that, that would be a full team of from PNG this time, you know? Yeah, it'd be a majority from PNG, and we've got a few boys in Australia that we always link up with. So yeah, we'll we'll take our full team for that tournament. What what's the deal with the London Nines? Are they hoping it to be an annual thing? Is this something that you guys feel like you might be able to come back to annually, especially as defending champions? Yeah, we'd love to come back. Um, they actually announced at the end of the the tournament that they're going to be hosting the same ninth tournament, but in Serbia next year. So, you know, if uh, if that happens, then we'll definitely try and get to Serbia. That's the one Papua Warriors captain, Talakami. The Tongan government has failed to respond adequately to legal action launched by the Pacific Games Council. That's according to the regional body's legal representative. The Council and Tonga's Olympic Committee began the action against the government in May for damages incurred due to the belated withdrawal from hosting the 2019 Games. I asked RNZ Pacific reporter Kuro Vakauta how the case is progressing. When the Games Council launched that action, as you say, the government had 28 days to respond. Uh, They didn't respond within those 28 days, but the lawyer did uh, send a correspondence to the government's lawyer, William Edwards, saying, oh, can you give us till July the 6th? We'll respond by then. We need more time to gather evidence, that sort of thing. July 6th came and went, and there was no response, no action. So what happened is um, the plaintiffs, in this case, uh, TASINOP, the Olympic Committee, and the Pacific Games Council, um, have launched uh, action for the, the lawyer, or sorry, Chief Justice, to rule in their favour, saying, look, uh, the government hasn't responded in time. So how much are the Games Council and Tarsanok, the Olympic Committee, how much are they asking for from the government in recompense, effectively? Well, reports, um, and they haven't denied this, uh, all across the Pacific have said uh, 8 million per angle, that's about 3.5 million US. Um, when speaking to Andrew Minogue previously, he hasn't denied it, but he said he just couldn't talk about figures because this was um, court action. Um, we found out uh, late yesterday that the government did actually uh, appear to the Chief Justice and actually appeal uh, to, for them to wipe Tassanok off the plaintiff's list to basically say, oh, it's got nothing to do with Tassanok, um, let's just fight this legal battle with the council. Um, so what's going to happen, the Chief Justice will uh, make some more rulings uh, come August. Because that is quite a substantial amount of money and with that in mind you would think the government would be proactive in you know, getting their case across in time. Yeah, and, and we've asked, we've reached out to the government, uh, the Prime Minister's spokesperson who's the the mouthpiece for this action at the moment, uh, says all he can say is that our, our lawyer's working on it, which as you say, you thought there, you'd think there would have been more urgency earlier than this uh, late stage, but um, as we know, August 3rd will be a, a pivotal date now where the case will be before the Chief Justice and he'll set out a timetable um, for, for addressing these various applications. Is it still possible that the government is too late to have their defence 
put to the judge? It looks like it. That's what uh, William Edwards is claiming, spoke to him yesterday. He says even this late application to wipe out Tassanok and uh, to ask for a stay or a delay in proceedings was done outside the parameters in terms of timeliness. So he's just saying, look, um, they haven't done this in the correct time and they, they need to be judged against. That's RNZ Pacific reporter Kuro Vakauta. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.